Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And deviated symptoms. Septums, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, you sure landed that plane, didn't you? I, it was just because I was on a warrior kick. Like because, fucking Sully you know, Sullenberger, ago, bitch. It was all, can I get finished with the intro? You can. Without get, being interrupted? I will not interrupt you. Go ahead. You want to interrupt me. Say something. Say something. Say words. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And since my co-host automatically decided he wouldn't, didn't want to use his words, I would implore you all to use your heads. I ask and I assist upon you by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everyone. You hate Keller. You hate Meltzer. You hate all the rest. Guess what? Hashtag journalism. Your religious type. Guess what? Jesus did the job. You miss tag team wrestling. Save Tag Team Wrestling and many, many other cool designs. All you have to do is go and peruse ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. I guarantee if you peruse ProWrestlingTees forward slash the chair shot by going to ProWrestlingTees forward slash the chair shot, you are going to find a shirt that you like and will be proud to wear out. It's about to be a hot, hot boy summer, folks. You need a shirt. You need t-shirts. You can't wear long sleeves during the summer, all right? ProBrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember, TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I am joined by Andrew Snowflake Balls Belaz when he's not butt-chugging salt water. Uh-oh. And the commissioner, PC Orton, a.k.a. PC Tunney. Word. I got it going on. Shout out to Randy Orton. We both be looking good. Is it just because we brought it up last week that you had to uh, go with the Spaniard and the, the full crew cut? Uh, I cut my hair because it's fucking hot. And I was Fair. in a and I was in a golf tournament on Saturday and I left the goat. I left the Orton goatee because, yeah, we brought it up and I said I would do it. And I said I'd put a picture up and I did. And I kept it because we won the golf tournament. There we go. That works out nicely. Well, good for you. Do you also hear voices in your head? Mm, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I don't remember dreaming like in the last, I don't know, since I was a little kid. Do you remember? That when's the, when's like the last problem? When's yeah, last that's th- a weird, weird yeah. statement. I mean, do we have to go into like the whole Freudian thing? Do I have to like pull out a pipe? 
So we, oh, can we do a German or like therapist right now? Can we? Wait, wait, like, wait yeah, a second. So let me tell you, when was the last wait, time wait you second. had let a him, dream and what was let, it about? Did the clown wait, touch Wait a second. Let, or was let the cotton candy involved? What let him, color Let him finish what he was going to say because we're about to kill him. Go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> No, I didn't have anything else. I was waiting for your questions. No, you were going to ask when's the last time you dreamed, right? When's the last time? When's the last dream? What's the last dream you remember? I don't even remember the last dream I remember. I just don't. I wake. I go to sleep and I wake up. And then that, uh, everything in between is just, although, you know, uh, recently I, I only sleep like two or three hours at a time and I wake up and then I go back to sleep. So bad my, maybe I'm not getting that deep REM sleep that I really need. Yeah, you're not. Because if you're waking up after like two, three hours, that's about when the time you're supposed to hit that REM level of sleep. What is, what's well, waking you up, buddy? Where, where's the insomnia coming from? Well, Do you it, really have voices in your head so they're it, keeping you up? It was because of the pinched nerves that I had in my shoulder and neck that was really crushing me for a while. But that's gone away. Um, and cool. now it's like it's hot and it's just, you know, uncomfortable. And like my cat, he, his name is Hawk. So some people have an alarm clock. I have an alarm Hawk. So that's just the way that works. I don't know. Does he just wake you up going, what a rush? Or no, does he not do that? Honestly, it's funny because, like, so these cats were, you know, uh, we we adopted these cats when I was with my ex. And and her and I, you know, we we wanted one cat, so we got it. And then it was a year later, we're like, well, let's get it a a friend, right? And and Hawk was the name of our black cat when we adopted it from from the um, uh, the, the, uh, Humane Society, right? Sure. So we go to adopt the second cat, and the cat's name was Sarah, right? Like, oh, and we're like, we're both like, okay, th- we're not keeping the name Sarah. Like, Hawk was cool, right? But I'm like, can can we name it Animal? And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. You asked. Power you Warrior a- was out of the equation. Too, you right? asked. I tried. <laughs> it didn't. No. So we 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 settled on Izzy. <laughs> To, to be fair, the last dream I recall having was literally last night. So I was in a dream. Amber was there, and one of her friends was there, but it wasn't actually one of her friends. It was they, – they were starring as one of her friends in my dream. And Amber was leaving out, and she had on one of those, like, baby blue, fat, firm sweatsuits mm. and, the, and the baby blue hair to match, which actually wasn't a bad look, BT Dub. And then when she left out, I looked at her friend and I said, I'm, I'm dreaming, aren't I? She said, I don't know. I said, well, pinch me. Let me know if I'm dreaming or not. And she pinched me and I couldn't feel anything. And that's when I said, oh, shit, I'm dreaming. And then the rest of the dream became one of those like paralyzed states where I kept waking up, but I was still asleep, but I was still paralyzed, you know? Oh, that's fun. So it was one of those oddly lucid dreams where you were just fucking with yourself in your own dream. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I wish I had a choice. Don't question shit so much. Just roll with it. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Don't well, be too smart for your subconscious. That's how that one works. I mean, your subconscious should have been like, well, that pinch don't hurt. This is a dream. She's gone. I can't get in trouble. Let's get it on. Hey. <laughs> Remember, Amber, when you listen to this, Tunny said that, not Chris. Yeah, I could make it worse it, for Chris, though, it, but I won't. And I kept trying to wake up, and I woke up like 10 times. I'm not even bullshitting you before I actually woke up. And every time I woke up, it's like, oh, I'm more and more paralyzed. Oh, right. I'm up. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm, The first oh, thing that caught my mind right. was, I mean, blue hair. What, you think I'm fucking Marge Simpson in my dreams? Is that what you're saying? That's the, well, well, you that's... said it didn't look Oh, bad. oh, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> yeah, Marge Simpson. That's what I there. meant. We're not going there. We're hey, homie. There. We're not going there. 
Hey, homie, your pipes are definitely not velvet. Topic one. <laughs> okay. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I would imagine by the music that started this show, you may be able to figure out what topic number one is about. And we have a brand, a surprisingly brand new IWGP heavyweight champion in Shingo Takagi. Andrew, we sat here last week and all looked at each other in agreement that the fact that by the time we got to this show, we would be reluctantly talking about Okada with another IWGP Heavyweight Championship reign. How happy are you that Shingo gets a go here? And what do you see for this title reign? I'm ecstatic about it. Don't get me wrong. This is one of the few times when I'm very happy that I was wrong. Because I'm pretty sure like 90% of anybody who watched it or spoke of it was also wrong. Because Agreed. like we talked about last week and weeks before this, usually New Japan doesn't pull the trigger on outsiders no matter how hot they get. It just so happens that this belt has kind of been almost cursed since inception. With Ibushi losing the first official defense, then Osprey getting injured and having to vacate it. So... I think Shingo was just right guy, right place, right time, because he's hot. LIJ is still hot, because if you watched any of the Road 2 shows, even if the crowds were only at, like, 60% capacity or whatever it was, 80% of the fans were holding up Destino towels or LIJ stuff or little Hiromu teddy bears and stuff like that. So LIJ is still the hottest stable. Shingo is still very popular. Maybe he's not quite Naito but he's still in the most popular stable. People still love him. He's got Western appeal because Dragon Gate USA, he's rubbed elbows with a lot of the people we like, you know, like Daniel Bryan and everybody that we know from that kind of era of ROH and traveling to Japan. And this is great for Shingo. Honestly, like, I hope he doesn't drop it to Ibushi because... Ibushi did jack shit as champion, and it'd be nice if somebody could actually defend it successfully and not have to give up the belt due to God knows what. But Shingo should hold this belt, hopefully until Wrestle Kingdom, to try to at least give it an established run. At least, like, six good months, and then maybe we get another champion. But, like, hopefully Shingo gets some some good shit out of it before they do the G1, and then he goes through that whole that whole wonderful trial of insanity. Yes, 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 yes. I wish I had Cool in the Gang celebrate on loop right now. Y'all, y'all know, everybody knows how I feel about Shingo. I mean, I've even given him the affectionate nickname, Thicky Ricardo, and nickname easy for me to say, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Yeah. This show won't go on YouTube. No way! Is it bad that every time I hear that song, I think of the South Park parody that they did after Obama got elected president and it's celebrate good obama come on it's obama <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
I'd rather be celebrating Obama-rama than Biden's whatever right now. Yeah, anyway, well, we'll just, yeah, we'll just keep going now. That, uh, okay, we're not going to go there. All right. <laughs> I've got some thoughts, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man, because, you know, like you alluded to earlier, Andrew, and all of us, we all thought that they were just going to put it back on Okada because when in doubt, go back to what worked before. But they did the right thing. They did good business. And I think that Shingo was set up well. Number one, it's something new and fresh. They've already set up the Abushi match. Like they set that up like literally damn near right after the match happened, right? So we got the Abushi match coming. Mm-hmm. When Osprey gets back, we've got a built-in feud with him as well. You can always run back the the rematch with Okada, and you can always heat up Tanahashi if you need to. But go ahead. Go ahead, Sonny. You know it's going to go right back to Ibushi, right? Like, the, you're like, we're sitting here going, oh, this is great. The, New Japan, they finally did the right thing and in the fans' minds. and But it was just a way to not have us bitch that they gave it right back to Ibushi. That's my opinion. Uh, no, nah, it's going to go to Osprey when he's healthy. Counter-argument. What if this is to test Naito? Because Shingo is technically the first person to hold a high belt like that in LIJ that's not named Naito. So Naito, even though he's the leader, he's no longer the top guy, quote-unquote, with Shingo as the world champion. Is this going to set up some LIJ infighting and the end of LIJ by the time we roll around to Wrestle Kingdom? I'm not even going to lie to you, Andrew. I didn't even realize that Naito was still in LIJ because he's a face I, I mean, LIJ's always been like anti-heroes, but they kind of play in that gray and everybody loves them. Stone Colds, basically. We say the same thing, just different. Mm-hmm. But you, obviously, I bow to your expertise in this area, but obviously you got to get Naito back in here somehow. Maybe that's what they set up for Wrestle Kingdom, like you said. You let Thicky hold the belt till Wrestle Kingdom, and that's when it comes to the head, comes to a head, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that could be kind of interesting to see if Naito can coexist being second fiddle in his own group because they've got him teaming with Sonata against Taichi and ZSJ, most likely for the tag titles. It's not official, but that's where everything's kind of leaning after Dominion. So Naito's in a tag team now. Shingo's the world champion. Hiromu will be coming back, and he'll probably win the junior belt whenever he's back and healthy be it if they put it off until wrestle kingdom or right before that so it doesn't really feel like naito's the main guy anymore so do we see the power shift actually make a difference or are they really familia not with that john travolta saturday night fever suit that he wears to the ring like that's not a that's that's not okay i'm cool playing second fiddle as suit you know and we're gonna You're get right. to, and we're gonna talk more about suits here soon as well. So, <laughs> oh, somebody has been reading my text messages. Good. My phone's on the charger, so I I couldn't even if I wanted to. Yeah, I've been sending them for the last two weeks. Okay, cool. Back to uh, <laughs> it's been on the charger for two weeks. What can I say? Damn yeah, phone. It's asshole. a bad battery. It's it's not it's not like a Nokia phone where they could keep a charge for a week and still like kill you if you hit you with it. Like <laughs> I'm I'm excited. This is on the Bobby Lashley side of the game. And obviously I don't have the 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 Shingo win doesn't have the same cultural significance to me 
but it's kind of the same sort of thing. Like, this is a guy that I've been championing for a while, and they put the strap on him, and I hope that he holds on to it for quite a while. Agreed. Tony, anything that you want to add or no? I think I slipped it in there in between here and there, you know, so. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Just make sure you covered it up, you know. Yeah. I'm going to get you pregnant. I'm gonna get you pregnant, Liz Lemon. Yeah, I love Tracy Morgan. <laughs> She's my dude. All right, topic number two. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Let's stay in Japan, and pro wrestling Noah has a new champion as well. Marafuji is now on his fourth title reign with the GHC Heavyweight Championship. Andrew, what? Give me the significance of a of a fourth title reign for Marafuji with that title and and its history. Considering that if you go to Wikipedia, one of the best references for Japanese wrestling officially is Andrew Balaz, known nationwide. I, I'm gonna put you over, Andrew. Good for you. But just real quick, I want to put Tony over as well because he struggled with that name in our pre-production meeting. You know, so I get some. He, I, I, I work out the kicks in the pre-show, and you no, fuck me no, over anyway. No, 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 no. I'm trying to put you over because with yeah, the lights, camera, I put myself on, over. You, you could have just shut up. You did a good when job the, though. When the lights, camera, oh, action are on, and when it really counts. You got it right. People already knew that. People already knew that. The people already knew that. They don't. So, (laughs) anyway. So, it's significant for multiple reasons. It's significant because four reigns is the most that anybody's ever had of the GHC. So, I think he's tied with Takashi Sugiera. And Takashi 6'9? Is that what you said? Oh, Christ. Here we go. Yeah. I can't wait to see Takashi 6'9 in Tokyo 3K, baby. People it's your next main event on Triller, bitch! 6 9 might have to rat on more people to get that many title reigns. Not the point, though. So Fuck that Lucky Charm haired ass motherfucker. But go ahead, Andrew. I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But I, I just had to get that out. That's all. Oh, that's good. So him beating Muda was significant also because Muda helped. Muda, Muda's legendary status brought some eyes, brought attention. He was all over, like, the Shoe Pro and the weekly pro wrestling Japanese magazines and Yahoo Japan covered a lot of Noah because of just who they had there and the significance of the belt being on Muda. But Marafuji taking it off of Muda is important because Marafuji is basically, his nickname of Genius of Noah was A, because he was a quickly rising star, and he was basically Misawa's, like, everything short of Misawa adopting him. Like, he was his son. Like, they were so close. They were, you know, like, senpai, kohai, teacher, student, like, protege, whatever you want to call it. And he also developed a friendship with Mudo because they're in the M's alliance together. So, Muda busted his ass in this match. Like, he pulled off a lot of shit he hasn't pulled off in a while. He looks spry, comparatively. And he even pulled off the moonsault for the first time in three years after his double knee surgery. He So he hit the, hit and the moonsault was beautiful, too. Like, it wasn't, like, barely making it. Like, it looked good. And after he hit it, he just sold that he fucked up his knee. So that's why he couldn't capitalize on hitting the moonsault and why Marafuji capitalized and beat him. So 
good storytelling there. That was during the Cyber Fight Festival where we also saw Junakiyama, another protege of the, the Pillars and Misawa and Kobashi to Tawei and Kawada, defended his DDT title. And so he did that. And Tokyo Joshi Pro also had a main event there between Yuka Sakazaki that a lot of people know from AEW when she was there in the beginning. The the little cute one with the genie pants doing the magical girl smiley thing, if anybody really cares to remember her against uh, Miyu Yamashita. Not the American Idol chick. No, little Japanese girl who basically just had on the big genie pants and like like looked like an Aladdin outfit basically, and she called herself the magical girl. But you know what I'm talking about when I said the American Idol chick, right? Oh, you mean Emi Sakura, the one who basically did the no, Freddie- not not Freddie Mercury. I'm talking about oh goddamn, what is her name? <laughs> We're not talking about the same young lady. Oh fuck, what is her name? Like she's literally like a Japanese Ma- idol, and then she got Ma- into wrestling. Ma- Maka, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, she was actually a former idol. So she was actually... That's what I said, motherfucker! American Idol to me just means somebody who was singing or pretending to sing. Read the room, balls. Read the room. Your background is blurry. I can't read what's on the walls. You couldn't figure out what the fuck I was talking about. Even Tunny knew what the fuck I was talking about. Seriously? You know I fucked these names up. I fucked up American names. What the fuck you think I'm going to do with some Asian names? No offense. If I had a nickel for every backhanded compliment, I could get myself a Sunday at McDonald's, bro. <laughs> then what's that gonna cost you? Like what, seventy-five nickels, which is like two fifty? Get the fuck out of here! Is this a nineteen fifties like shake shop? What is this? <laughs> you got twenty-five cents? I need a, I need a shake and a, and a cream pie. What the fuck? <laughs> if a fucking right Sunday, if a fucking hey. Sunday is three sixty, I'm keeping my seventy-five hey. nickels. I'll tell you right now. The twenty-five cents is right over there on the Chesterfield. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Are you sure it's not on the Davenport? Is that what you're sure it's not there? <laughs> oh. oh fuck, we're old. The fact that we even laughed at those fucking stupid jokes. Oh shit. They were they no. were actually callbacks to previous episodes. That's why mm-hmm. we were doing that. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. But Cyber Fight was really good. Mudo putting Marafuji over or Marafuji kind of winning in the spirit of Noah Misawa, that whole kind of thing is huge. It's big for him when it comes to his legacy and Noah's legacy and it's fun. Because I think a week ago, Muto also declared that Muta was going to be doing a couple Noah shows. Because Great Muta was apparently jealous of Muto's success in Noah. So he, he considers them different characters. So we're seeing a return of Muta as well. Well, that's kind of like how Christopher gets jealous because Platt gets all the love on these podcasts. and. You may see a return of Christopher. Listen, I don't know I, if you've ever seen Christopher. But I, I don't think I have either. I'm still waiting for Finn Balor to go back to the main roster and Vince McMahon to be scared shitless of the demon and think that Finn and the demon are different. <laughs> Remember when we did that? We did the whole, we did the whole, um, what do we do? The whole Spider-Man thing with that? <laughs> or the Superman oh. thing? That, that That's great, Mark Maron mustache having. But um, so back to you, Andrew. Um <laughs> I got Mark Merritt in the fucking name. <laughs> he used that before fucking three-man weave tonight. He's just calling back on some shit that already worked for him. I didn't hear it. It's not posted up yet. You just recorded it. No, it was just <laughs> like pre-show stuff. 
Yeah, it was in between shows. It it went over well, so I I played it back. So he I do I do that. Him. No, I do it too. He, he yeah, had to play fine. me. So it's fine. That's cool. It's like making fun that. of the. It's like his, making fun of the most coolest talented person because they have a funny last name or something. You really can't find anything else to make fun of them for. You know, you just kind of pick something out of the air. No, that was him titting my tat earlier because he felt bad because I <laughs> I was trying to actually put him over by pronouncing the title right, and he thought I was trying to play him. That was his tip for my tat. Or Tat for My Tit. Anyway, I feel like, I feel like that about... could be the title of this show, too. Tat for My Tit or Tit for My Tat. How about Pot is, <laughs> how is, how about pot is War? I tit that tat. There we go. I like that. <laughs> but I feel like when... Square. Now, what were you getting at, Platt? I tat that, <laughs> I tat uh, that when... tit? Which one's better? I tat that tit, I think. <laughs> you sure? Well, I can't... Yeah, so I, well, I remember when I had my first beer, too, Teddy. But... <laughs> <laughs> That it's okay. So, like, that's probably the worst dig you could ever fucking try to play on me, since I'm so basically globally known for podcasting with a beer every single episode. It's like, oh, okay. It popped Andrew. That's all I needed. Well, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we went a little heavy on the salt today. I butt chug salt water all the time. It clears out the body, and you know it's hot. It's warm. Okay, I just want the people listening to know that we could give a shit what you think about this show. We do it for ourselves, and all we're trying to do is make each other laugh right now. This is the this the fucked up part because Andrew is literally collateral damage between the (laughs) Teddy and I. He's the Todd. Yeah, like there was no, there was no need to play that clip. He feels like all. a he feels like a tot between a tit and a tat. <laughs> like there was no need to play that clip at all, man. You're just collateral damage, man. It just is what he it is. He always finds a reason to, and you know when it was happening, I knew what he was using it for, and I still let him re-record it. So. Uh... Like, this ain't got shit to do with you at all. And he decided to just destroy you. <laughs> he just uh, dropped a bomb on you. <laughs> no one's but, fa- No one is safe. Apparently not. But, yeah, but getting back to this, man, I, I feel like as if we predicted this when Mudo first won the title. I think it just took a lot longer than any of us anticipated. Is that fair to say? It's fair, but it's also not as long as Noah usually goes. Even Mudo made a joke right before he won the title that when he wins it Noah likes to give everybody like four or five defenses so he'll be holding it for like six seven months so he he thought he was gonna have this big long grandiose thing and it was only like three-ish three four-ish somewhere around there see and this is why Tony dropped the bomb on you because you could have just said yeah and make me sound intelligent and educated on Japanese wrestling but you yeah, will you yeah. will I That's was clarifying I was clarifying for other people who may not know. That's uh, why you got the bomb, the bomb dropped on you, motherfucker. Are you talking about me or Japan? Because they're both kind of interesting. Whoa, 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 whoa. I whoa, mean, we're whoa. on the Japanese target <laughs> topic, and you're talking about dropping bombs, so. Dude, I didn't say that at I, all. Not, be clarified. You, you, you I did not the say there, that not my at fault. all. <laughs> Christopher Platt. Christopher Platt. <laughs> And or Christopher Platt did not make that <laughs> reference whatsoever <laughs> at all. Let's just make that clear. I'm trying to make money doing this shit, man. I got to clean up my act just a little bit. Not much, but just a little bit. I can't do that shit. The shit you talking about, I can't do that. 
the fuck? Just, and I got number love. Number love. Number love. I love New Japan. I, I love Noah. I love Sushi. I, I love Hiroshima. What about I, all of that? What I, about love Nakasaki? Nakasaki. I love Nakasaki as well. Okay. All of that. I love Fruguru. I can't even say it, but Fruguru. I, I mispronounced it again. I love all of that. What's your it's, favorite it's just... anime then if you love Japanese things? Akira. Oh, good answer. Good fucking answer. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes, Even if you pulled that out of your ass, that was a good fucking answer. So no no argument here. I just look like this. I'm not really an idiot. Let's just move on to topic <laughs> three. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Pod is War on the Cheer Shot Radio Network, which can be found on all your favorite streaming platforms and right there at thechairshot.com where we encourage you to enjoy your day the chair shot way by always using your head. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back to Pod is War. Man, I cut a good promo. Anyway, let's get into topic number three. We're talking NXT in your house this weekend. Gentlemen, how you feel about this card coming up? I, I, I feel like they overloaded the, the, the championship match with Karrion Cross, but that remains to be seen. Sounds like there's a few other nice matches on the card. Christopher Platt, do you wish this was on a Saturday and not a Sunday? Yeah, it's just much more fun when wrestling is on a Saturday. It just seems a lot cooler to me. I don't know why, it just is what it is. They probably did overload that championship match with Karrion Cross and making it the Fatal Five-Way. I'm sure it'll be entertaining, but honestly, I just don't really give a shit about NXT right now. I feel like they're just treading water. I don't know what they could do to spark my interest in it. It's just, it's just there, you know? Yeah, that's not a terrible take. Like, I, I like MSK. I like them as the Rascals and Impact. Bronson Reed doesn't do much for me. I like Cross when he was, you know, Killer Cross and Impact and even what he's done in NXT. But, bro, bro, I, I apologize, man. But real quick, how do you take the sexy away from Scarlet? Like, I know you can't have her giving motherfuckers lap dances and shit like that, like they did in Impact. But how do you take the sexy away? How does that happen? Why and why would you do that? Because social distancing. She has to distance herself from sexy as well. Well, Naomi is very social distance for me, but she's still sexy. So what are you That's talking about? That's because that ass is six feet within itself. So everything she does is within <laughs> regulation, buddy. <laughs> but but go ahead and keep going, man. Because I, I like some... how you're not arguing it either. <laughs> no, at all. But keep going, man. Because I got some nicks I need to pick about oh, some, one yeah, of the matches so, that, that is on this card. So yeah, Bronson Reed doesn't do much for me, but I like the fact they're giving Big Boy a rub to a degree, and he got the belt, the, the North American one at least, and, you know, Phantasma's going through the paces. Hopefully Phantasma doesn't end up with both belts, but that could be fun. It should be a good match. Ember and uh, Raquel? Like, you got that's, it. Yep, you got it. That it's Raquel just doesn't do much for me. Like, And Ember's gotten more tolerable since she stopped being a non-transforming werewolf from twilight or whatever the hell she was doing before but like she still can't talk um 
Cameron Grimes. Like I like him as a character. I like everything he could do. He's he's got L.A. Knight, right? You That's got it. What the... You got it. You got and, it. You know you know I love Eli. You know I love Eli, but L.A. Knight's a dumb fucking name. <laughs> it's... I'm I'm glad you said that because I was about to call the Mellon Farmer Jail Knight or whatever. But but keep going, man, because that's where that's like, a whole going. different movie right there, buddy. <laughs> I didn't call him the Dark Knight. That's a different movie too. But yeah, so that that's gonna be a fun match probably because Eli can go and Cameron can go. They're just they need to find a way to go. Like they need to find character direction. Like they can go in the ring, but their characters are kind of meh. I mean, like, yeah, whoop de doo like, Hillbilly Millionaire or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you trying don't like to do. that? Like, it's okay, I... but it's not captivating. It's amusing. It comes off very, like, comedy yokel, but it's not something that I'm like, golly gee, I can't wait for the next Cameron Grimes segment. I love that shit, man. The Hillbilly Hick that fuck around and hit it big in the crypto market, and now he's a millionaire. That's good shit, man. That's such good shit. Like, I, I enjoy their segments. Now, the only problem that I have with those segments, and it goes back to my man, and I love me some Ted DiBiase. I absolutely, positively love me some Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. But my issue is the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Yes. And, he, and he's coming out here on NXT. And he's holding court. He's still great on the mic, too. But he's holding court between Cameron Grimes and J.R. Knight. I don't care. I don't care, balls. It doesn't matter. I I knew what you were doing. That's why I wasn't going to correct you. But continue. Those suits. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Precisely. Precisely. Those suits, man, you're supposed to be the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And let alone the fabric. I can tell that the fabric is cheap. Just looking at it. the Not only is the fabric cheap, but the cut and the non-tailored nature of the suits. I'm not even mad with the sneakers because motherfuckers do that. I wear sneakers with suits sometimes, man, you know? Mm-hmm. If you weren't going to go all out and give it a budget to something that is completely tailored and looks spectacular on him, like a million bucks, wouldn't you go back to the old million dollar uh, tuxedo, cummerbund, dollar signs down the pants and everything else? Wouldn't you do that instead? Like, this whole gimmick to me, this whole storyline is lazy. I don't want to see another million dollar man. Like, whose idea was this? This is something that would happen in WWE, on the main roster. Not under Triple H and Shawn Michaels' watch is why it doesn't make any sense to me why this is happening. I I am just so put off by this entire storyline. Very very lazy. But what if? Oh god. What if? Oh god. This what is if? just to get L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes together as a tag team, and then you can call them the Beverly Hillbillies, and they can go vignettes of the old Beverly Hillbillies but with crypto instead of oil or whatever. That's great, but you can't have, that's great, but you can't (laughs) have Ted DiBiase out here in these cheap ass non-tailored suits. Like this is the same Mellon Farmer that 30 years ago was on Lifestyles of the Rich and Goddamn Motherfucking Goddamn Motherfucking Mellon Farmer and Motherfucking Rich and Famous with Robin Leach. 
That's how committed to the gimmick he was and the WWE was. Hell, Vince used to give this Mellon Farmer money so he could flash around and do whatever he had to do to lit a gimmick. And now he's out here in some non-tailored men's warehouse Burlington Coat Factory ass suits. And you expect me to believe that this motherfucker is still the million dollar man. You'd be more served saying, well, he lost all this money in that Occupy Wall Street shit. And he's out here mad now trying to get it back. He Right now, he's a hundred dollar man. Okay, that makes sense. But with them, no, no, with them, I'm not buying it. It takes me out the, it takes me out the mode altogether. You'll like the way you look. I guarantee it. And ain't no wrong with men's warehouse, man. But you, you can't find a goddamn teller. You can't find a tailor to get them. You, you, the, the shoulders are too wide. You got that little gap in the back when you walk in. That's all bad. And the the pants, my fucking God. You can't wear those pants and you want to wear sneakers. You could pull off sneakers and suits. I do it. I make that shit look good. But with the, the there's no cuff in the pants. There, there's no taper in the pants. You just wearing pants, motherfucker. No, that's not the million dollar man. And the million dollar man ain't gonna dress like that. He's just not. Bill Gates might dress like that, but the million dollar man and with we got goddamn thirty years, thirty plus years of the equity into that goddamn character. And that character is not gonna dress like that. Especially since he's been scamming 40. money off the state of Tennessee. But we ain't gonna get to that. That's oh, neither boy. here nor there. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, we ain't going there. Well, but yeah, yeah, we remember just, that about the kid. Yep. There's been plenty of but, fake churches in Tennessee, by the way. Brother. <laughs> but yeah, it just it takes me off the mode, man, because I, I dig the storyline and I, I like where they're going and I like the fact that they're bringing back the million dollar title. But yo, Tag gotta get a soup game together and Triple H, man, and give that motherfucker a budget, okay? If you're gonna have him on TV every week, give that motherfucker a budget. It just takes me out of it. Am I wrong for that? Ted DiBiase's no. wardrobe provided by the Purple Heart. You know, I do I do love that we spent more time going over Ted DiBiase's wardrobe or kind of lack thereof, in a sense, instead of the actual card. And that should that kind of says enough right there, because does, does the main event do anything for you? Because there's like have, 27 have guys you, in there. Have you seen those suits? He looked like draft night in 2003. Yeah, we're not. He just got drafted to the Milwaukee Bucks in 2003. Whoa, come on, why? Um, My bad. He looks like he just got drafted by the Houston Rockets. He looks like he just got blown out by 50 points in a playoff game. I wait, sorry, no, that's still the Bucks thing. Uh, Wow, Um, (laughs) like I didn't like. I just recorded three man weave, asshole. I needed that. (laughs) It's like he doesn't look like a million bucks. He looks like 50 bucks. Get it? (laughs) Oh, he looks like 25 bucks, frankly, and yeah. The twenty-five dollar man, <laughs> Ted DB, nah, B. <laughs> Just the dollar man, Ted DiBiase, the dollar man. There's your title, the dollar man. The dollar man. Oh fuck. Ted, Ted DiBiase, nah, chain of dollar trees. That's the, the fuck it man. is. Hey. He just got a, a, a like a plastic dollar chain around his neck or something like that, you know. No, it's one of those car fresheners with the pine that that thing that's that, it. that he got from the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby, I may not look great, but I smell good. <laughs> the dollar New man smell, yeah. The dollar man, Ted DB Nobby. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. So. I don't know. There you go, That's folks. That's in your house. There That's in go. your house. 
Hey, man, get Scarlet Sexy back and get my man Ted a Taylor. There you go. All right, folks, you're listening to Pot is War on the Chairshot Radio Network. We shall return. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back to Pod is War. I want to thank everybody for listening to ChairShot Radio Network and all the podcasts we have on it. You're going to get... Three new content drops every single day on the ChairShot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and thechairshot.com. You know we encourage you to live your life the ChairShot way by always using your head. All right, folks, NWA, they're making some waves. They ain't big, but they're making waves. Had a pay-per-view, their comeback pay-per-view, when our shadows fall, crowned a new women's champion, and staying on that line of thought, they're going to be the next company to have an all-women's pay-per-view produced by Mickey James. Your thoughts on the pay-per-view, the direction of NWA, and them going ahead to decide to have an all-women's pay-per-view. Andrew? Well, it's a good way to capitalize on releases and the waves that Mickey at least made in the, the IWC with the hardcore fans and stuff like that. So... I'll give him enough credit to say that aspect is smart business. However, I'm not really sure how much of the rest of their model is smart business. Do you think that there's a very good possibility? I mean, MLW hasn't solidified a relationship with WWE yet. Mm-hmm. NWA has already worked with AEW in their women's division. Impact works with AEW. Why can't every major national wrestling federation outside of the WWE get in on this all women's pay-per-view to make it something like if you're a very, very talented and, and, and successful woman's wrestler that someone wants to see, and you're not underneath the WWE umbrella, I would think you're going to want to be on this NWA pay-per-view. I mean, Mickey James is one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. If you could, if you break it down, I mean, top, top 50 easily. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris, you want to weigh in first? Well, nobody likes or gives a shit about Fight TV. I, I think it's great. And shout, and shout out to Mickey James but for is this, putting this together. But if you get enough women, I'm sorry to cut you off, but just to, like if you can get enough, you're not. If you can get enough, <laughs> but here's the here's the real topic here. If you can get enough of the excellent women's talent that is out there, and there is a lot of great women's talent outside of the WWE, if you can bring all that together for a pay-per-view, why wouldn't all these different national federations inside the United States want to be a part of that with NWA? I think NWA is struck on something here that can really help themselves out. I mean, wouldn't you want to see that? No, I agree with everything you're saying, and they clearly have a working relationship with AEW, you know, between Thunder Rosa, Selena Deeb, and I'm sure there's a, whatever, and I'm sure there's some other names that I'm forgetting as well, that there's been some crossover with them. So, yeah, I can see where you're going with that, Tony, and I think that's where they're going to go with that. They're going to try to get the best non-WWE talent they can possibly find to put on this pay-per-view. The problem is nobody fucks with Fight TV, and for good reason. Yeah, Fight TV sucks. That's part of my biggest issue, is that it's laggy, it's choppy. Like, I understand that 
they've cornered a market, which is clever for them because they've got a bunch of shit on Fight TV between NWA, Fight TV also gets Noah, and I think Tokyo Joshi Pro, and maybe a couple other Japanese companies are technically on Fight TV as well. But it's a terrible app. It's a terrible service, and it's very hard to watch, and it's a lot easier to watch it nefariously after somebody uploads a smooth replay instead of trying to watch that garbage that they call a stream because they must be held together by like some gum and two fucking paper clips because everything gets choppy and shitty and it's it's hard to fucking tolerate but i don't disagree with your com uh with your concept though that all non-wwe women should probably flock to that for at least a one-off of freelance but it's it's gonna be interesting just to see who they can get because if you kind of follow the 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 logic, the iconics are probably gonna end up in impact with Tennille because they're all friends, and would that draw eyes if the iconics and Tennille were on the NWA thing? Yes. If Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb, and you know maybe a couple others from AEW were on there, that could help. But you know else? the name. You know the name. You know the name. You know who they're gonna have to get to try to make this viable to make people want to watch. You know the name. Tessa you Blanchard. already know. Tessa. Tessa yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this yeah. is pro. The, the reason I think this is probable is because you already start with a really nice short list of women that are in NWA: Terrence Terrell, Kylie Ray, Thunder Rosa, Molina, Camille, and. Serena Deep. I mean, that's pretty good six starting spot. It's a six. I'll give you that. It's it's okay. I mean, half of the people that you named, at least half, are kind of pushing forty or over forty, so they're on the back burner of their career. Especially since we know women don't wrestle into their fifties normally. Really, May Young is a and Mueller exceptions, and we all know that. Like, I'm not trying to say shit about that. I'm just normally late 30s, early 40s is old for a, a women's wrestler. So we'll see where that goes. And Chris is right, though. Tessa, Tessa's the big draw there. If they could work something out where Tessa shows up and smacks Kylie Ray in the face or, you know, does something to Mickey, a Tessa versus Mickey as the main event outside of needing to be for a title, I think that sells the event right there. But it has to be something big, and Tess is the only big name you can pull from that's not in Japan. But that's that in lies the problem. You know what I mean? It's a very circular argument. It's like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Correct. The people, and I'm not telling either of you guys anything that you don't already know, but the people that are going to support or would possibly support and buy this pay-per-view, as soon as you attach that certain name to it, I don't know how marketable it's going to be, and I don't know if you could sustain that backlash because NWA is hanging on by a thread as is. You know what I mean? Let's take this in a little bit different direction. At what point do these... I, I don't want to use the word lesser, but I can't think of a better adjective. Lesser companies than WWE decide to not charge so much for their pay-per-views. Like, you have to understand the names and the production value that WWE gives you for $10 a month on top of all the content streaming on Peacock is ridiculous. Like I can pay for an entire year 
of WWE pay-per-views content and get all the Peacock shit in the amount of money that I would spend on two and a half AEW pay-per-views? Like, at what point does someone go, I'm just going to cut the losses to get the people to watch what I'm talking about and bring the price down? What's wrong with 1995 for your pay-per-view? What's wrong with 29.95 for your pay-per-view? Why is everything 50, 60 dollars from these people? Don't they understand that more can be less if you can exponentially raise the number of people buying your pay-per-view? Because other than WWE on this continent, who else is making a profit? Well, AEW needs to decide the fact that they can't keep charging $50 for a pay-per-view because it's not going to work for them. They got a bunch of money. They got a contract now. They're going to move TV over. They're making money. Why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say they didn't have money. I question whether they're making money because, I mean, these motherfuckers got They're not making money yet. That's what I'm saying. These motherfuckers got 265 wrestlers on their goddamn payroll. You well, can't tell me they've cut a technically profit. Technically, Impact might business. be making money because they've scaled back a lot. And they, they record two months of shit in two days. So, so the, Anthem might have found a way to at least break even with Impact. Because would you, would that, you rather sell? not a profit, man. I know, rather, but I'm just saying at least. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying Impact's probably doing it the best. Would you rather sell 10,000 hamburgers at $5 a pop, or would you rather sell 100,000 hamburgers at $1 a pop? You tell me. I mean, you're right there, but the question really turns into how many more people would buy it if the price was 20 instead of 50. You'll never know. They would. It's the same. It's You'll the never same know, people, but the same hardcore Bruh. people will go back and spend that same money if you bring it down and jack it back up. It's not like they're gonna go. They're gonna go. Oh, this is great, and then they're gonna. Oh, I'll still watch. The motherfuckers yeah, that are gonna buy it are gonna buy it. Anyway, man. what's the point yeah. of bringing it down? That's what I'm saying. The motherfuckers that are gonna buy it are gonna buy it regardless. Like in this country right now, we have whittled the wrestling fans down to the same 1.2 to maybe two million, and I think two million is on the high end. I, I'm yeah. cut it. I, I'm giving it way too much credit. But the, the bottom line is, whether you charge 50, whether you charge 5, whether you charge 500, it's the same motherfuckers that are going to buy this shit regardless. Mm-hmm. Period. It doesn't I, matter where you price it at, man. It's the same motherfuckers that are going to buy it. I disagree. I think there's a number of people on the fringe and a large number of people on the fringe that would spend it at a certain price point that's lower than where they're at. And I think you know it would... You should do? Or one of us. Let, let, let's actually just put this into the ether we should tweet carl anderson to find out because carl anderson likes to talk and i know the talking shop of manias were 1995 there's an interview request that that got some good publicity out there for them because people thought it was just going to be trash and then it ended up being cornball hokey trash but it was self-aware and people loved it and the second one same thing it was 20 bucks and people bought it because it was 20 bucks how many people would he think you know to either cooperate with your statement or kind of go with ours would actually be on that fringe to think $20 will double your double your buys or $20 is just getting 20 instead of 50 from the same people. I'm going to reach out to one of my most trusted contacts who has contact with Carl Anderson and see if we can make that happen. That's Because cool. I mean, the majority of these wrestling fans out of here, man, they're not getting buns. They don't have a life. They're not doing a whole lot outside of the wrestling bubble, i.e. going to shows, 
paying for shows, whatever the case may be. Like, they have disposable income. So I, I, I don't think it matters. Like, you're not going to get a fringe fan or a lapsed fan, rather, just because the price is a little cheaper. I feel like that's a set market. Like, the melon farmers are going to buy it. They're going to buy it, regardless of what hey, it costs. Yeah, it's the know? same concept of Sting didn't really pop a rating past the million that we already knew kind of watched AEW. Mark Henry didn't do shit. Big Show didn't do shit. Shaq didn't even pop the number beyond what they've already had before. No, so, he did pop it because no, there was it, a... There was it popped a, it beyond what they've had recently, but yes. I don't think it got past that. It, Point two that they had in that first episode. No, no, no. He didn't get to the million, but there was clearly a drop. That, that's what I'm getting Shaq at. There. It was like yeah, we yeah. knew there was about that 1.2 that you threw out there before that had interest. And the first week that I think NXT moved, there was around 1.2 that view like turned tuned in for Dynamite. But it's fallen off since then. And no matter who they throw in there, Christian, Sting, Shaq, God knows what, it still stays eight, nine, maybe barely a million. So. They ain't popping shit. They're working with the same pool of people. So to, to be fair though, they're fucked right now because they they've been preempted by NBA playoff basketball and they're relegated to Friday nights at ten. And ain't nobody watching TV Friday nights at ten. They knew what the you fuck know? they were getting to though. No, yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just okay. saying they're they're fucked at this point. They are yeah. they are truly running the parallel of WWE F and its past by their storylines and. And their hirings and their shenanigans. W- no, and and being preempted because you remember the dog show used to preempt Raw show. all the time. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Raw's not on. There's a fucking dog on my TV. What's going on? And that shit used to always happen around my birthday too. So I remember that. Yeah. Not fondly, but very well. Yeah, I, I remember WCW getting preempted by, like, baseball and shit like that. So sometimes Nitro got moved to, like, Tuesday. Or, and the problem you know. is the dog was never the Junkyard dog or the British Bulldog. It was just some fucking dog. Just some dogs. Or even, I'm showing my age here, man. You know how many times WCW Saturday night or WCW main event got preempted because the Braves game ran long? <laughs> True story. True. I used to get yeah. yelled at because Saturday night was always WCW for me. I would turn it on, TBS, everything else, and I—that's when I would get yelled at for jumping off the couch and dropping elbows onto pillows. On the—I mean, I would set it up. It'd be like, oh, it's on. It's fucking Saturday night. I'm dropping elbows, baby. And then the Braves game would be on, and you'd just be pissed. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I'm going outside to shoot buckets. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason I hate the Braves so much because just they interrupt up, wrestling. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck you, Ted Turner. That's and hilarious. Yeah, fu- thank you for bringing in wrestling and fuck you for fucking showing me baseball. Exactly. Fuck your Braves, man. Real quick, what was the, um, was it not WGN? That's the Sugar Go channel, but there was a channel that used to show. Mets games, and I can't remember what it was called. Oh, Andrew, the New York channel. Shit. Yeah, I, what was it called? Yeah, you know they what I'm had. Talking about. Yeah, and they had like the knockoff uh, before uh, Jerry Springer. It was uh was it Richard something? He was a little fatter Richard around. Bay. Yeah, Richard, Richard Bay show. Yes. 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 See, it's different from where I'm at because though. since I'm in Central Jersey, I get Philly and New York channels. So. 
like six and seven or New York ABC and Philly ABC. So I don't have like the random Mets channel because I just flip to the New York version to get the New York stuff and the Philly version to get the Pensy stuff. Well, it wasn't a Mets channel per se. It was a New York channel and they showed exclusively the Mets. I just don't I, think I had access to it because you were in Ohio growing up, right? Well, I, I grew up in Virginia. I, I mean, I was okay, born so in you Ohio. Were, you were still I south, was, so you would have gotten the Philly yeah. stuff if you were on like that Comcast side of the game. So and, my, my upbringing is very uh, interesting. I went to 13 different grade schools between kindergarten and high school, but I grew up in, I, I was born in Cleveland. I left when I was nine, and then I spent years nine through 16 in Virginia. And this is where we got the channel where we got the New York Mets. Because I was a huge Daryl Strawberry fan because of this. Because of this fucking channel. Strawberry yeah. wasn't bad either, though. So that's not a bad person bad. to like. <laughs> like you know, the drug, I so. mean, everybody did cocaine then. It's <sighs> I never put my shoes do. on Eddie Murphy's couch. Our favorite wrestlers <laughs> are all on cocaine, really, if you think about it. So, yeah. Half of them just decided to find God, and now suddenly they forget they did cocaine in the 80s. That's that okay. is a phenomenal segue, and we will be right back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, last topic today. You're listening to Pod is War right here. ChairShot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms, and on TheChairShot.com. Head over to TheChairShot.com. I, I mean, really, folks. We got some great writers. We have some excellent analysis, some phenomenal reviews and results that you can read up on. I mean, some of that shit's worldwide, if you don't already know. And the podcast game, we're, we're just keeping it, you know, churning nonstop. Three new content drops every single day, Chairshot Radio Network. Enjoy yourself every day, the Chairshot way, by always using your head. Our last topic, we've been discussing it nonstop Everything from Vice TV to A&E to the Broken Skull Sessions. Let's jump in this week to Vice TV's documentary on Aurelian Smith Jr., better known as Jake the Snake Roberts. A man that I have had the very privilege to talk to a few times, and he's always been great to me. He's always just, you know, answered every question I've had and come out and been forthright with it. And there was nothing different from what you saw here. And it was hard to watch. I mean, I can't say that I didn't have a tear or two a couple times for, for what I was listening to and watching. Uh, you, you get the realization of, of the depth of the family, right? Uh, Sam Houston, Rockin' Robin, his father. Uh, it, it's really a tragic story and an amazing fact that he was able to come back and, and turn his shit around if DPP is not a saint, a modern-day saint, I don't know who the fuck is. But, gentlemen, talk to me on your thoughts about the Vice TV Jake Roberts episode. I mean, shout-out to Jake Roberts, friend of the show, obviously. And this one was tough to watch. You know, I... I the story itself is so fascinating. I can't say that I was necessarily entertained, but I was enthralled. Intrigued, at least. Or yeah, enthralled. I was enthralled. I, like that I was intrigued. Yeah, I mean, it's a hell of a story. And there were some things that they kind of left on the table that they didn't really get into. I feel like this could have been two hours just, you know, discussing everything that's going on with that. Because, I mean, they didn't even get into the fact. And, you know, you could fact check me if I'm wrong about this. 
it's not just that Jake's wife or or not Jake's wife, but Jake's mom was underage. I don't did they even I don't even know if they brought that up, but the fact that they did. He he breezed past it saying she was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, but she was also Grizzly's girlfriend's daughter. And he raped her, and that's how Jake was conceived. They they didn't get into that. I, I remember that I remember that specifically that they Yeah, they never said that, that part. You're right. No. But that's yeah, and you you could Google search me if I'm wrong on this, man, but I'm pretty sure that's how that went. Like they could have went a lot deeper and a I lot mean, darker than they did. Well, but it doesn't get much darker than what he did to Robin. So yeah, like yeah. I mean, like, that's his own own kid and he still did it to her, so so. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying they could have. They should have went darker. I'm just saying they could have went darker. But this is the probably the one that, with all due respect to Brian Pillman, this is probably the one that should have been two hours. But I, you know, it was. I don't know how to describe it, man. Like, like I, I, I can't do any better than I said earlier, Andrew. Which I, I it was hard to be entertained, but I was enthralled. It's just such a compelling and fascinating story, you know. It was was like watching therapy, though. But yeah, Tony, go. Before you get into your what your thoughts here, I I just want to say to people that I I firmly believe that Jake's dad and then the woman he was with that was also abusing his boys at the time and Jake and and, and especially Robin's mom. Are we talking about that? No, I don't think that was Robin's mom. There were so many different women coming in and out of the picture. But I think those people had suffered the same thing as children and decided that the only way to justify it in their mind was this is okay and this is what you do to your children. And it's very, very sad. It's so, so very sad. It's, yeah, it's twisted. And I guess you're right that there had to be some kind of nurture reasoning for it which is kind of why i was going with the whole this was like watching a therapy session because all of them accepted it in a weird way like they kind of nobody got overly emotional which you know they're all or or maybe they 50s or maybe they've just come maybe they've just come to grips with it over time but the way they were able to just talk about it so kind of matter of factly and the way jake ended it very poignantly was it was it was just different. Like I didn't think I don't think I expected that level of just eerie calm around all of them, especially when they bring up the fact that maybe Grizzly had his own daughter kidnapped and murdered because she was gonna talk. And it's just like they're all just like, Oh, dad might have done it. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that checks out. It's like fuck what the fuck what the fuck did you just say? Like do you know the words that just came out of your mouth? Like that's kind of just like yeah that he could have done that. And it's like okay. So I don't know. Hopefully I think the nicest thing that came from all of it if we want to find a silver lining amongst all the dark clouds was that all of them seemed to want to reach out to one another after the fact. Like they were all kind of like maybe we should kind of be closer as a family. And I thought that was that was kind of a sweet kind of way to add, like, kind of a, a punctuation onto the whole terrible fucking story that they all had and they all had to endure as children. I think at some point, it's just not, you're just not, I don't think you understand the long lasting effect of this. When it starts as a child, you don't really get, you know, like, Rock and Robin kind of discuss the psychology behind it, like, like 
this was set into motion but well before it started to happen, right? And I don't think people understand the grip that this can get upon someone, especially when it started at childhood. And I just want to stop right now and say to anybody, if you're listening to this podcast, and I'm, I'm being very real right now, I know we joke around a whole shit ton on here and we try to have a good time and entertain, but at the off chance that there is anybody who is going through something like this and you need someone to talk to, I, I'm going to tell you right now, get a, make a Twitter account and find myself at PC Tunney, find Christopher Platt at the Real C Platt, find Andrew Blaz at IWC Warchief. Our DMs, you can direct message us even if you don't follow us. And I swear to God, we will get back to you. Like, if you need someone to talk to, we will talk to you. I promise to God that we would do that for you. And I just think the whole situation is ridiculous and it's difficult. And if you need help, get the help. And like Jake said, if you have to run, just fucking run. And don't stop until someone someone will help you. I promise you. I, I second everything Tony just said. Point mm-hmm. blank, period. Everything he just said, I, I co-signed that and I second it. One of the things that really stood out to me is that when you talk to the old school guys and the old timers in regards to Grizzly Smith, because even when he stopped wrestling, you know, he was a, a booker in certain territories. They he all was knew. an agent in certain territories. They knew. If you know, if you see... If you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. But how yeah, but they, they didn't say it back then because it would fuck up their money. But I'm saying because now. Because Wesley was so connected. But I'm saying but now. The, the, but the thing is how if, if you, you hear some of these old timers, how they hold Grizzly in such esteem, you know? And they act like they didn't know, but how could you not know? Like, I mean, that's... You and, know they know because even, what was it, Jake or was it? Sam that said they went back in the locker room and heard people kind of always joking like oh I wonder if he's got the young girls that he's training and he's giving them a special training session or whatever so everybody knew and it that's yeah, like it's it's fucked up to say but it's kind of it's it's something that I think most of us you know growing up in the 80s 90s like we grew up with similar mentalities where if somebody's doing something and it's going to screw up the way somebody could see you or screw up your money or screw up your standing in the situation, you shut up until a situation arises where you can say it without indicting yourself. And I feel like that was the mentality back then. And as we found out from how well-connected Grizzly was with Sam and being able to get him off on DUIs like 20-something times, Grizzly knew fucking everybody. So if you said boo to Grizzly, you would have either ended up like his own daughter, kidnapped and disappeared, or, you know, at least without a job in surrounding territories, which, depending on who you are, one is worse than the other. You know what I mean? Well, that that's kind of the point I was trying to make, because there's a lot of newer generation people, especially on Twitter and within the IWC, that they call themselves trying to clean up this industry. And mm-hmm. I com- I commend what they're trying to do because I, I, I truly believe that for the most part, most of them are doing this in good faith and in good conscience. And sure. I think that they, they're really trying to do the right thing. So I commend them in that. But at the same point in time, you're talking about an industry that is literally built on charlatans, thieves, liars, and hucksters. Like there's a reason 
why and no indictment on either of these gentlemen. But there's a reason why Booker T or an MVP, guys that have spent time in prison, no indictment, again, on either one of those guys. They've turned their lives around, they've learned from their mistakes, and they are lessons and role models, quite frankly. But there's a reason that they were able to come into this industry and thrive in it so easily. Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly, compared to a lot of these other melon farmers, they're choir boys. So, you know, I, and I, I commend this new generation for thinking that they're cleaning up this industry, but I don't think there's a way to clean up this industry. It just is what it is, right? I don't know. I think it's a lot better. I think it's gotten a lot better. I, I don't know personally, but, like, think about all the people that have spoken out over the last few years and all – and. All, Think about some of the wrestlers that were very prominent three, four years ago, even two, three years ago, that are not even working anymore. Like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna do them the service of mentioning their names, right? I mean, you know, though, think about it. I, I don't disagree completely with your statement, but I'm pretty sure we're coming up to about roughly the year anniversary when speaking out happened. It was either just past or about to come up, and I think. Um, you know, friend of the chair shop, friend of the show, we had her on. Heather even tweeted something about how it it happened a year ago and people looked like they were going in a certain direction to help clean things up. And then after the good faith was kind of over in a few months, then those people started getting booked again. Then it started kind of getting swept under the rug. So the part that sucks is that I feel like a lot of this awareness is started by people that actually have good intentions like Chris was talking about, but a lot of people that jump on to these trends isn't the right word, but it things trend on Twitter, so I'm just going to use that word just to kind of generalize. People that jump on the trends don't have the right intentions. They don't have the same outlook. They just want to look like a good guy for the interim and then make it seem like they're you know, fighting the good fight, and then as soon as the dust settles, they go back to their old shit because, you know, somebody makes some money or somebody's their friend and they're trying to help a redemption story or they think that's a new angle to run. So it's carny bullshit. Like, the whole, the whole, the whole sport, the whole entertainment genre, whatever you want to call it, was built out of carny bullshit. That's why everybody from the old school is a, you know, huckster, cheater, or, you know, the, the shit that came out about moolah. Everybody else knew. Everybody else did it. You know what I mean? So, like, that doesn't make it right. Don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But, like, Moolah did it because everybody else did it, and people just saw it differently because she was a woman. And that's why it kind of gotten... It got portrayed in a different light. But everything Moolah did, you could say that 90% of Booker's and everybody else did at the time of the territory. So, it was a different time. Yes, it's not right. No, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying it was right, but that's what the whole thing was built off of. That's the foundation. When the foundation is rotten, the building's not going to fucking stand. So exactly. there's only so much you can really do to clean up the industry when it's just going to go back to the shit it was built on. Well, exactly. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going I'm to let you have at it, Sonny, and then we can wrap up. But yeah, I agree with what Andrew is saying. But the bottom line of, and the fact of the matter is. How can you possibly clean up an industry that is literally built on a lie? Well, true. I encourage those of you who continue to stack bricks 
on your own in a small way in your own small spaces to build a brand new foundation because a lot of this shit really like I don't <sighs> I I try to come on and 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 be PC Tunny a lot all the time and I I I just encourage people to be better I, I don't really know where to go with this, and I don't know why this is hitting me so hard, but it's just ridiculous to the fact that people can't be better in general, right? I, I, I mean, I know people in the business, I know people here and there, and I just want to say, regardless of how, how, how long you think your reach extends, it's probably tenfold. Like, you don't know your impact upon people, so... Try and lay a new foundation, whoever you are. And and as far as anybody that's having problems, I, I meant what I said. You know, reach out to us. Uh, uh, reach out to someone. Because thing, things have to change, and, and for the better. And society as a whole, right? I mean, it, it, enough is enough. Right, Owen? And it's time for a change. <laughs> no, that's, well well, that's very well said. And I, I 1,000% agree with my brother PC Tunney with everything he said. On that note, Mr. Tunney, you've capped us off on such a pithy point. Why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Well, you can find me at PC Tunney on Facebook or Twitter. I encourage everybody to continue to listen to Chair Shot Radio Network. Tell a friend, tell your mother, tell your brother. Uh, we, we got a bunch of good stuff going on. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. And you know I got to do it. It's my favorite thing. Always enjoy your day the chair shot way by using your head. Well, maybe don't tell your mother because if she listens, she's going to be clutching her pearls the whole time on some, oh, 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 never, and bitch, you never will. Mr. Uh, Blaz, where can they find you? Was that Mrs. Bearer? (laughs) Oh, no. Good old Mrs. Pringle, everybody. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, IWC Warchief on Twitter, like Tony was saying earlier. And, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with everything he said. I'm just a cynical motherfucker. So, like, I, I'd like to see it work out like Tony has. Tony has a wonderful out, outlook of things, and I wish it – I hope it ends up like that. That's not to come off condescending or, like, oh, isn't that cute? You Ain't you sweet? But, like – Hopefully things turn the corner, and I agree with him completely. Uh, yeah, like I said, IWC War Chief. I'll be covering a whole bunch of different Japanese things on thechairshot.com. I'll be getting up the Cyberfight Festival coverage by the weekend, just so we have full rundowns of everything that happened with the, Don't the, lie. the title change. Don't lie. You're inspired. You're inspired. Let's go. By you? No, by fucking Wikipedia. Let's go, oh, balls! Hey. Come on, balls! Hey. Being like an official reference on a Wikipedia page, that's kind of cool, not going to lie. So may- maybe that was another little bit of push to make sure I get the Cyber Fight Festival covered. But not the point. TheChairShot.com. That's where you can find it. Have fun. Always use your head. Chris, take us home with the whole everything. Hey, man, seriously, we're not going to clean up this industry. It just is what it is. But on a personal note, if you are going through some shit, I'll let me at the real C plat. Holler at my man at PC Tunney. Holler at IWC War Chief. Seriously, if you're going through some shit, you need somebody to talk to, you're in trouble, 
All, all jokes aside, y'all already know, man. We come on here, we bullshit, we say a lot of blue jokes, a lot of off-color comments and this and that. But seriously, from the bottom of my heart, if you're going through some things, holler at us, man. We got your back. Or woman, we got your back. Point blank, period. Seriously. We're actually good people, believe it or not. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Are you convincing <laughs> them or us? <laughs> Seriously, all jokes aside, man, if you're really going through some things and you're struggling and you don't know where to turn or who to call, call us, okay? We got your sure. back like four flats in the Cadillac. Seriously. Agreed. Come Agreed. come reach out to us. Yeah, Definitely. seriously. Now, on the capitalism side of the game, I need you all to go to prowrestlingtees.com <laughs> forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out, I hope that joke went lost on y'all, by the way. That was kind of not a smooth segment, but a segue, rather. But again, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We are your favorite site for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan. You know why I know that? Because if you weren't, you wouldn't be listening to us. So again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please remember TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement, folks. For the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Mr. Andrew Belaz, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pod is War. We'll be back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Make sure you check out some of the other cool shows we have going on on ChairShot.com as well. And go read some of those websites. I know motherfuckers still read. Y'all still read because you're smarter than the average fan. So check out some of the cool website, or excuse me, some of the cool articles as well as the podcast. But we'll see y'all back here. Until next time, shalom. Hit it, Carly. Hit it, Carly. Chug blue cheese, you know, the alliteration's nice, but it don't work. The chairshot.com. Always use your head.